0: Welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. Remember, if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, download, rate, five stars, of course, and share this podcast with everyone you know. Hey everyone, welcome to the Cyber Life Podcast. My name is Ken Underhill, your host, and today I've got a very special guest, Katoria Henry, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about her journey to becoming a CISO on this podcast. I I, I didn't tell her I was going to be talking about that, Uh, but if you don't know who she is, she holds a graduate degree from the world famous UMUC program, so if you're not familiar with that, it's uh, Dr. Haseeb, who's on LinkedIn uh, and uh, very active on LinkedIn. He's uh, one of the top people over that program. Um, very, very good program, by the way. Not one I went through, uh, just because I don't want to spend more money on on college, <laughs> but, uh, but definitely a great program that a lot of people I know have gone through. Uh, and uh, in addition to that, she also is very strong, a very strong advocate of uh, women in the cybersecurity space. So specifically, one of the organizations she's with is Women in Cybersecurity as a mentor. So uh, we'll talk about some of those things as well. Here, but um, Katoria, I'm just going to let you kind of introduce yourself a little better, and uh, maybe just talk about how you actually got into the industry. Like, what was your journey? How did you get into the cybersecurity industry?
1: Absolutely. So, uh, Ken, I definitely would like to. Absolutely. Thank you from the bottom of my heart uh, for, you know, letting me come on your podcast and whatnot. This invitation was definitely well needed. So that (laughs) story. Um, I've had quite a few people reach out to me and the timing has just been really bad with my work schedule and everything. So I definitely appreciate that. Just want to start that. So the journey for myself is to eventually become a CISO. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I gave myself five years uh, from the end of May of this year. So in May 2024, I am praying that I am someone's CISO. But uh, realistically for me, it it really started, I want to say back in 2012, when I actually was uh, the data entry clerk for this company called Emerson Ecologics. And basically what I was doing, I didn't realize at the time that it was actually Cybersecurity related, shall I say, or information assurance. So a lot of what I had to do, it it you know dealt with basically ensuring that the customers' uh, account information or the customers' address or name or things of that nature, you know, were safe and they weren't made uh, available to the public or available to employees who were not on a uh, Uh, a privileged level of access, shall I say, uh, Mm -hmm. such as myself. And so I had no idea that what I was doing, it it was actually in a sense cybersecurity related. Absolutely. So essentially like my journey really started back in 2012. And then when I migrated over to try to do something differently and sell cars uh, in 2013, It really kind of hit me like, okay, yeah, I think like I want to do something to like kind of protect, you know, people's information and whatnot like that. And at the time in 2013, I actually went through a really uh really bad uh case of identity theft i'm actually still getting some things sorted out you know within my credit reports you know someone had taken out a car loan in the state of texas you know for like 30 grand and i'll never forget that you know uh the person was (laughs) eventually incarcerated but it took about five years you know for everything to really work out in my favor and prove that i was actually living in virginia you know, during the time, and I had never been to the state of Texas anyway, so I don't know how that was possible, but during my journey, you know, I've really, really learned a lot, and so in 2013, when I started selling cars, a lot of what I dealt with, it had to do with, again, safeguarding that PII, you know, I'm putting Mm -hmm. customers' financial information in the system, uh, you know, signing them up to have their credit, you know, checked and whatnot like that, a lot of that dealt with you know getting uh all types of identification from them passport numbers uh driver's license numbers of course their uh their socials uh physical address things of that nature and so again all the while the entire time i'm i'm dealing with like information assurance and i had no idea you know and then in the midst of that is when the identity theft took place and then after that that's really when i kind of like sat back and i said you know i need to figure out a way of how to better protect myself. Like I felt like I was kind of messy or sloppy and kind of like throwing my information out there. I was in college and I know for a fact that I applied for every credit card possible.
0: Oh. And so <laughs> <God>. <laughs> that's
1: that's probably what led up to it. And I graduated in 2010 with my undergrad degree and I've, everything kind of happened, you know, over a three year time span. And in 2013, that's when I was actually notified that I had been a a victim of identity theft. And that was really one of the worst moments, one of the lowest moments of my life because it's it's been a very, very tough journey for me in trying to get over that hump. But I've learned so much and that really kind of triggered my, interest in wanting to do something to more so protect myself but kind of teach others around me you know of how they should also protect their self like my mom and my siblings and whatnot like that it really just gave me that drive to want to get out there and learn more and I went to school in 2014 uh, Florida Institute of Technology started there uh, I actually need to go back so that I can finish and get that second master's I'm like five credits away
0: Oh yeah, go back. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: you know, and then you know, from there I transferred to UMUC, got my master's uh, in December, and it's 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 been a really weird journey for me, shall I say, uh, to get to where I am right now as an ISO. But you know, I appreciate everything along the way. It's it's really taught me a lot. It's really humbled me in so many ways, and it's amazing at what you know, identity theft can do to someone and actually make them want to have a career change. It's it's really amazing.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, and I've actually been a victim of, of that as well in the past. And and like you said, it takes a long time. And it's so weird, right? Like it takes nothing for the criminal to to open all these things. Like they don't, you know, people don't check that, that it's not you opening the car loan. Uh, right. But then it takes years to, to clear it up. Um, and I, I'm sure people listening have probably, some people out there have, have experienced that as well. Are there any... Um, kind of along those lines, any like generalized tips that if there's just a regular person listening to this, that's not cybersecurity at all, maybe mm-hmm. a friend shared this or something with them, like mm-hmm. any any kind of tips that you recommend, anything you recommend that they do to, to try to at least mitigate somewhat the identity theft?
1: Absolutely. Um, for those, uh, something that I've really kind of got into within the last year, again, the identity theft situation really freaked me out with everything online so i'm very very skeptical when signing up for things and whatnot like that something that i think a lot of people fail to actually do is actually read like uh, the terms and conditions and the privacy terms that are on a lot of these websites especially those for like the mobile applications for banks and whatnot. It kind of tells you, you know, what may or may not happen with your information if you were to sign up for those services and whatnot. And a lot of people, they just keep on clicking and clicking and clicking by clicking continue, you agree to X, Y, Z, and of course, nobody really reads those things <laughs> right. my print. But I, the, one of the things I would absolutely recommend is to actually click on the terms and conditions in those applications, as well as the privacy terms, and really see and try to understand what they're explaining to you. Because what they're telling you is how they're going to process your information, who they're going to essentially uh, loan your information to in some instances, because you don't know you know what I mean and a lot of people fail to read that and then next thing you know they're getting all of these offers or they're getting all of these emails from all of these random places and they're like I didn't sign up for that I didn't well you did you also didn't read you didn't read Mm -hmm. the time or you know the privacy terms and you know that that's also for a lot of like the applications on your mobile phones you know like when you're downloading these games and whatnot read the fine print if you're saying yes I am going to allow this application to have access to this 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 and this you're basically giving away your life is what you're doing so (laughs) I'm super skeptical about (laughs) a lot of things again with me I'm just like freaked out because of the Identity theft. So I'm like super like old-school kind of like when it comes to stuff like that So I would rather just go online check my account or call over the phone, you know, although I do have uh, a mobile app, you know a banking mobile app and whatnot that I use often but I have every piece of security added on there. You're talking about VPN uh, biometrics added in. I mean top-notch security like you know, this, this is some, some good stuff that you have to have in place. But for those that may not, you know, be aware of some of the underlying, you know, uh, ways that your data may actually be shared and whatnot, I would, I would definitely recommend that they actually read those things because you really, you can learn a lot in the long run and it'll stop you from actually downloading stuff and agreeing to certain stuff once you actually read and have a thorough understanding of what they're saying.
0: Absolutely, um, good advice. Uh, I just have a feeling most people out there still aren't going <laughs> to read this stuff. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. We you know, we, we just know we've we've worked long enough in the industry. Um, yeah. So with with the mobile, so getting getting on that because I'm I'm like you, I'm old school. Like I will not download. I don't download games. I don't, you know, like I'm very skeptical of like anything. Um, There's a book called uh, uh, Future Crimes by Mark Goodman. If you haven't read it, uh, definitely (laughs) read it. I read it uh, and I was paranoid for like, I mean, a solid month. Like if the computer (laughs) was running like a little slow, I was like, ah, (laughs) criminal hackers getting me, Um, you know, and, and, and maybe that was the case. Who knows? They're probably listening now then uh, if they've gotten me, but in reality, uh, Katori gave some great advice there Um, and then the other thing I would add in addition if you're not like security conscious like just don't do mobile banking I know it's an inconvenience but but you know just just don't do it Um, now that doesn't really have an effect if you're on your person you know your your desktop and you're downloading Mm -hmm. random games from some you know shady website Mm -hmm. but for most people you know like you said doing it on the computer gives you a a slightly bigger measure of security than it does on a a mobile device right Um, so yeah, great, great advice there. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah, I, I've actually talked to a lot of people that have, the reason they got in the industry is because they've been a victim of identity theft in some capacity. Um, right. And it's like, hey, you know, I don't want people, other people having to, to go through that. So uh, right. some, yeah, great advice there. I really hope people read through those, but I just know, <laughs> I, 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 I know myself. <laughs> I don't, yeah, you know, I, I don't read through everyone either. <laughs> Um, know, not, they not
1: hey, yeah, I'm yeah. the same way sometimes, you know.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. LinkedIn owns us, so yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey, who cares, right? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yes. So you kind of you kind of talked about that. Like, what do you mm-hmm. do in your in your day to day right now as as an ISO?
1: So right now, uh, a huge part of what I do. Uh, shout out to Zermount. That's my company now. Shout out to my boss. Shout out to Zermount. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Zermount, Terry. Uh, my my
0: boss. Double her salary. <laughs> we gotta send some of those some of those subliminal wonderful. messages we got to send. Yeah, messages.
1: let's let's throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. he's absolutely <laughs> wonderful. Uh, absolutely love uh, you know the the company that I'm I'm with right now. So as an issue right now, I have a a very broad role. I'm I'm more of a uh, senior. So, uh, unofficial title deputy is so, but it's probably going to be official soon. Uh, nice,
0: nice.
1: Um, which is, which is more so I would fall up under, uh, let's say like the PM, the project manager and okay still have like my ISO role, but kind of be like a senior senior ISO, if that makes sense. Okay.
0: Makes sense to okay. me. So.
1: <laughs> and Yeah. So, so basically a lot of what I do or pretty much all of what I do, uh, on a day to day basis, Monday through Friday, uh. We're talking about ANA. Uh, I am not your typical ISO in that I essentially have experience of or with taking uh, an application or a system from cradle to grave. And what that means is we're talking about every single step of the RMF process, is what I do on a day to day basis, you know, for XML systems. And, you know, it's it's very intense, but. I like it simply because it's more to do. It's more to learn and, you know, the amount of knowledge that, you know, you're able to consume while you're processing these systems and you're you're going through, you know, the RMF process and you're applying, you know, the NIST standards, you know, to the security controls and the 853, you know, a and just rev 4 853 rev 4 837 i mean those are like your bibles you know like right. you do it so much that you begin to speak nist i'm like a nist part <laughs> you know like seriously i'm like a little nist barbie like someone says something and you know if they say something about a control and i know that it's incorrect and i'm like no that's not how it's listed in NIST nist yeah. says and you know I have coworkers that are like, Katoria, like, come on, like, you know, let us win this one. And I'm like, well, no, because that's not what it says. And right. so I'm like a little NIST Barbie. I've been uh, called that a few times, but I actually take that as a compliment because that to me just, you know, just shows that I know my stuff, um, uh, very confident in, in what I do. And I actually like, for me, it's challenging, but I kind of like teaching those that were assessors that actually migrate to the ISO role of basically how to literally take a package from start to finish, because a lot of the assessors, they only, you know, are involved uh, for part of the RMF process. Whereas myself, I'm there throughout, you know, we're there from cradle to grave, you know, all the way at the beginning in the system development lifecycle process. While you're sketching out the application, I'm there. You know, now some people don't like to be that engaged, that involved, but for me, it really helps me learn and, you know, to know the ins and outs of a, of a system, you know, as they're creating it during every single aspect of the development stage when it's time to really Dive deep and assess those security controls and test those security controls. You're gonna, you and the system are gonna be one at that point. And so, just honing up, you know, on your skills and reading up on NIST, even if it's not, you know, the the special publications that they have out there. Just read stuff that they publicize, and your mind is gonna be really blown. And that's what I do. I just read really random, weird this stuff or like risk management i like risk management that's like what i like but eventually i'd like to migrate into uh cyber intelligence not threat intelligence there's a difference um but like uh like an analyst kind of like like thing threat i don't know that's a lot of logs man i don't know how those guys do it a lot of logs they have to read through you know so i can that i know that's what you like i don't know if i could do that man that's (laughs) That's pretty intense. I mean, I have to do that as well. You know, when we're, uh, you know, reviewing the scans and kind of breaking them down to the system owners and whatnot. But uh, it's it's not as intense as what like a, a security tester, or a pen tester, you know, will have to do or, or one of the threat intelligence guys. Oh, that's a lot of logs. I'm just thinking about <laughs> it now. <laughs> it's really intense, but yeah, now, on a day-to-day basis, that's that's pretty much what I do, and outside of that, if there's anything, you know, that uh, management may need me to do, like any ad hoc, you know, projects or activities, you know, I'll, I'll definitely chip in or, or chime in when necessary to try to help, you know, try to help out or help others, you know, with their, like, contingency plans, whatever the case may be, I'm always willing to lend a helping hand, but it's it's good, it's good exposure for yourself you know, because you're showing people that you have confidence in yourself. And a lot of people would tend to come to you more, Mm -hmm. you know, when you do that, when you kind of like volunteer your services and, and not just that people actually become comfortable with you. They trust you, they trust your judgment, you know, when you show them that, You know what you're doing and you're actually comfortable performing, you know, your task, what you're assigned, what your job responsibilities are. When you show that and you own up to it and you don't try to shy away from it, you know, that's when, you know, everyone will start to kind of migrate to you and kind of look to you for answers and kind of look to you for, you know, maybe uh, some type of uh, like career coaching or to mentor them. And that kind of like happens to me in work and outside of work, shall I say, or shall I say, while I'm at work and outside of work, which is a very good feeling. Very good feeling, Ken.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know, I know a lot of people, um, at least on LinkedIn, that have said, yeah, she's helped me out quite a bit. Um, Yeah. So any, did you feel like you're, like, so what, what do you think kind of prepared you for what you do right now? Was it uh, the degrees kind of giving you a foundation? Was it more of you like after hours, always learning more? Like what would you kind of attribute to, you know, or was it mentors like, is it you know kind of a trifecta? Like what would you attribute as kind of the most relevant thing that if somebody out there is listening and they're like, Mm -hmm. you know what, I wanna be an information system security officer just like Uh Uh Victoria and like, where do they start? Like what kind of things should they be doing right now?
1: I'm gonna say, it's it's different everybody's learning style is very different and i i don't think that's a bad thing i think that's very unique because of course we're all very unique um for myself it was a trifecta it was a combination of three things it was me at home you know after hours every sunday was dedicated to uh some type of online resource i'm either reading a book literally reading hard core hardback books, not not the paperbacks, you know, and, and just really just reading to try to understand risk management or to try to understand <clears throat> what is actual, you know, what is what is meant by the term of cybersecurity, just really reading to the point to where I finally understood. So I was self-teaching myself, uh, and I use Cyberary a lot, believe it or not, something happened to my old account, and I'm a little upset about that, so I started over last <laughs> year, and <laughs> I don't have that many courses under my belt, but like three years ago, I had like 30 and I'm upset about that camp, but it's okay. So, <laughs> you know, outside of the self-learning, you have a combination of what you're learning in school and UMUC, I really have to, kudos to UMUC, uh, now it's called the University of Maryland Global University.
0: I yeah, I have to, I, yeah, I have to get my tattoo changed. So.
1: Yeah, I can't, yeah. <laughs> ah, man, it's kind of <laughs> like no a tongue bummer. Twister, but I, I'll get used to that, but they really laid the foundation, and I I try to tell people, you know, it's not necessarily about what you learn, it's how you're taught, in my opinion, because Mm -hmm. you can go to any school that you want to, but if, you know, that professor can't actually teach you you know what it is that you're actually supposed to capture and learn and take away with you, then you haven't learned anything at the end of the day. I don't care how fancy the title of the course is, if they're not really teaching you and embedding that knowledge in you, so when you walk away in six months or a year later, you can say, Hey, Professor such and such taught me that when I'm inside of Amazon Student Workspace, you know, I can use Nmap to do this, or I can use Sweep." you know, to do this. Or, you know, if I want to do like a, like to try to find like a digital footprint or something, I can use InCase, And I really give UMUC, you know, I'm sorry, UMUC, but I'm used to that. (laughs) Yeah, we're
0: used to it. They'll translate all that for us. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) We'll switch it up later. But I want to really seriously, you know, give them their props on having such a very powerful, in-depth, you know, graduate program for cybersecurity, because you really learn a lot, man. We're talking about, it's not just, you know, the theoretical knowledge that everyone seems to talk about and everyone thinks that a master's degree in cyber is worthless, you know, from some places. It's it's not that, because I literally learned everything. I mean, I learned how to do penetration tests and everything. And when I say I was a beginner, we're talking about learning how to walk for the first time. Beginner okay, when it came to that, knew absolutely nothing, I had a professor that worked with me that literally after hours, I said, look, I don't even know what a Cali Linux is, (laughs) like, we were, you know, going back and forth, and, you know, I humbled myself, he humbled himself, and he's like, Miss Henry, I'm gonna teach you, you know, because in the real world, one day, if, you know, this person is not a available, you know, they may call on someone that they need right then and there, and you're going to be there. And you're going to say, hey, I know this is not my job, but I know how to do that. I can help you. So he's like, it's not about something that you know, you may or may not end up doing. It's just still having the knowledge and the skill set to be able to apply that whenever the time may come, if it comes. And I've really, really appreciated that just learning everything from start to finish at UMUC. It's it's so much, we can spend hours talking about everything that I personally, you know, uh, was able to take in and the way that I was actually taught. I really loved it. I have professors that I still keep in contact with uh, to this day. Dr. Haseeb, I had the, you know, pleasure of meeting him in December when I graduated. Uh, we took pictures, and I said, Dr. Haseeb, I said, you're a little taller than I thought, you know, from <laughs> seeing him on pictures. He's taller than me, so I'm really short. I'm only five foot four. He's taller than me, so I'm like, man, I'm really short. But that's that. And and, and the third thing that, that kind of really led me to this journey and that helped me, shall I say, uh, my, my very good friend, uh, Cindy Serrano. Uh, she really, you know, instilled in me that you're very smart, Katoria. She tells me that like almost every other day. Very mm-hmm. good friend of mine. We both work together at the Postal Service. Uh, and I tell every everyone, everywhere that I go, she taught me everything that I know. And here's why I give her that compliment. Because the way that... I was thinking about things and the way that I was doing things, it wasn't necessarily incorrect. I was just halfway doing things. Okay. And so Hmm. she kind of taught me how to do things uh, so that I was doing things in, uh, in its entirety and that, partially completing a task or something like that. She showed me, you know, how to break things down when it came to RMF, you know, the NIST security controls, all the way down to writing the implementation details. And to this day, she still teaches me. And she actually taught me cloud too, like (laughs) literally from zero to hero. Not not a hero can, I'm almost there, but uh, (laughs) she's definitely a cloud hero. Shout out to Cindy Serrano. Uh, She's on LinkedIn as well. Um, But it you know, the, the third kudos, it definitely goes to Cindy. She's, she's really, really been a really good friend to me, really good mentor. And she is a very, very hard teacher. And when I say that, I mean, when she teaches, shut up. Okay. Like <laughs> she has the floor, don't interrupt her. She wants to make sure that you understand it. And she tutors you like she hits you with it. Like she'll say something and an hour later, she'll say, so what did I say? at this step here, what do you do next? And then you're looking like, oh my God, I wasn't paying attention, so. (laughs) But I like that, very firm, you know, just to make sure that you're you're getting it, you know, you're really catching on and I really appreciate that. So those three things, you know, plus a a ton of other, but those are like the three major things that kind of like helped pave the way and and got me here. I I tell everyone, self-study. You can learn a lot on your own if you have the passion and the drive, if it's something that you really wanna do, don't be afraid, teach yourself, because it may not always be someone available to teach you, or, you know, you may not understand the way that they teach, you know, so, and when that happens, you have to try to learn on your own, sometimes that's the only way that some people can actually learn, when they don't understand how someone is dishing out, you know, that information, you have to try to figure it out on your own, and it doesn't hurt, but it's worth a try.
0: Absolutely, man, that's a lot of, a lot of good advice. <laughs> yeah, phenomenal, uh, phenomenal advice. Uh, yeah, and 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 something else you kind of al- have alluded to. Mm-hmm. It's a continuous learning process. Like some people think that okay, I go get my degree in cybersecurity, mm-hmm. I go get some certifications,
1: uh-huh. and then
0: I can go sit down and I'm good for the next twenty years. No. This field constantly evolves. So yeah, I think I think uh, that's some great advice. You kind of alluded to there. Of uh, you're still learning. You know, you're no, you're at the yes. you're at the top you're, t- you're at the top of your game, and you're still learning more and being mentored and uh, being receptive to all that. So uh, yes, definitely kudos to you on that.
1: Thank you, Ken. I definitely appreciate it. It's, it's a learning process. I, I tell everybody that cybersecurity, the the field period, it's a learning process. It's a learning. Every day you're going to learn something new. I promise you, I promise <laughs> you it's going to be something new and you're going to be like, man, I thought I knew that. Absolutely not. But it's good. That's what makes this, that's what makes this field so, you know, unique, so spectacular. That's why everybody wants to join, but it's a good <laughs> thing, you know, it's a good thing because it's always changing and you're like, man, yesterday that, that security control applied today. It doesn't apply. You know what I mean? So right, right. it's really, it's really unique. And I, I'm, I'm very grateful that, you know, I, I'm in the position that I'm in. Very, very grateful, very humble. So yeah,
0: I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so we so we talked about the second master's a little bit. Is there any mm-hmm. desire to go get a terminal degree? Uh, and for those listening that don't know, that's a, basically a doctorate degree. Um, any any desire on your part to be Katoria Henry PhD at some point or?
1: Can I? <laughs> <laughs> so so here's what I told my mom. So. And I'm going like backwards right now because I already have a bachelor's, which is in communication studies. That's Mm -hmm. been very beneficial for me being in the field, you know, right now, because a lot of what I do, it deals with presentations and being able to draft, you know, all types of things. So communications really set the stone for me. I'm very thankful that I obtained that bachelor's and then my master's. So what I'm doing right now is I'm actually going backwards. So... I'm actually going to get a second bachelor's. Here's why I can. Okay.
0: Nothing wrong with that.
1: So I know. And so the school that you know uh I'm I'm going to be attending, my time got pushed out again. So I'm actually starting uh in August. It's a WGU, Western Governors University. Ooh, yes. Your <laughs> alma mater. So here's why. I looked and I looked and I looked and I looked. Uh maybe for about a solid year while I was at UMUC, just to try to really compare, you know, the different uh, programs and and what they had to offer. And the biggest takeaway with WGU is being able to leave with certifications that are included with the degree. I'm going to say that one more time for those (laughs) that may not, You know may not have really understood or heard what i said so wgu western governor's university um you know i've been accepted into the school it's a competency based competency uh based school in which i don't think you receive uh like actual grades which is totally fine umuc was also competency based but we actually received grades there Excellent program again WGU offers and it's not I don't think it's for every single major um, so you're definitely going to have to double check that but They definitely have so many programs right now that have certifications that are included within the degree program that Mm -hmm. you know you would have The you know uh, the ability to actually pursue while you're in school taking regular classes again it's included in the tuition. There's no separate fee. None of that. Your flat rate tuition is like thirty-seven hundred bucks for six months. You can't yes. beat that. <laughs> so I'm just. That's why I decided to kind of like backtrack and go, you know, uh, go backwards to try to obtain a bachelor's of science. Here's why I can't. So in the long run, and this is just my opinion, it may change. Um, in the long run, I kind of feel like there's gonna be a, a super super need or or want for those that actually hold a bachelor's of science. I'm starting to see more and more of that, you know, in a lot of these, you know, these job descriptions. And we're, we're talking about even for like, you know, the manager uh, level roles. I don't see a master's. Some of them I do, but most of them I see a bachelor's of science in XYZ. Some of them just says a bachelor of science, you know, so it can be like criminal justice or something like that. But I think kind of for myself to ensure that I'm going to be in a good place five years from now, it may be best for me to try to obtain that degree. And then I may consider, you know, moving forward uh, towards a PhD. But then I think about the PhD kid <laughs> about all of that writing, you know, that, everyone okay. tells me about it. I'm like, geez, but I'm like phenomenal when it comes to uh, to writing. And th- this is something that's really weird about me. I hate writing, Ken. Okay, I'm going to say that one more time. <laughs> I despise writing, but I am so good at it that I don't know why I didn't take this skill and like write books or something like that. But I don't <laughs> like writing because it's time consuming, but I'm very good at it. You ever met someone that hates being good at something but they hate that they hate yep. that they are good at that
0: but yes, they hate it no
1: yes, that's I'm really am. weird right
0: i'm actually the same way i'm very very good at like cranking out papers and stuff but i just mm-hmm. I, I absolutely despise writing um, which is that's why i didn't do like a liberal arts degree so
1: <laughs> right right i can't i can't can't so phd we're gonna say we're putting that on hold right now and then the more i okay. think about the writing the more it's further Further, further, further down the line. So, you know, it's hey, if we could do like a documentary or, you know, uh, do some videography or something for the PhD, I'm all for it, man. But if I have to write a 300-page paper or something, I don't know how I'm gonna make it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna be possible. I'll, <laughs> I'll kick it out, but I'm gonna be miserable, you oh, know, yes. the entire time. But it's definitely probably gonna be A-plus work. So, we'll see, Ken we'll see.
0: We'll see. In, in the future, let's give you, you give you a little time first. And
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: I'm um, going back to WG's model uh, just cause mm-hmm. I, I want to talk to it for anyone kind of listening right now. So the way it works with the competency based is um, the, the GPA stuff. Basically, if you pass everything, you get the equivalent of a 3.0 It's you know, a B grade essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you like get your transcript, it'll show that you've proven competency in that course and it'll explain on there, like, the equivalent is a 3.0 or whatever. Um, so essentially everyone that passes with a degree at WGU gets the same GPA, um, but it doesn't matter because it's all about, can you actually do the job? So as Katoria mentioned, like uh, just about every single one of their programs has a certification, at least all the um, technology ones have certifications built uh-huh. into it. Um, the, the masters that I went through had the uh, EC council, CEH and CHFI exams, the uh-huh. undergrad that, um, cause you're doing cybersecurity, right Katoria?
1: Yeah, uh, it's security, uh,
0: information security or whatever. Um, yeah,
1: that new one. I think they came out with that one two years ago.
0: Yeah, okay. Two years okay. Ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, they've they've got that one. That's got a ton of uh, you know uh, different certs like security plus and all that stuff in there. Yeah. Um, then also they've got other for anyone like looking at kind of generalized IT stuff or whatever. Uh, they've got a master's in uh, data analytics or data science. I think they call it data science. Uh-huh. Uh, they've also got undergrad and that stuff. They've got undergrad in uh, cloud. I know that one, uh-huh. um, other stuff to just go to the website. It's wgu.edu if you're, <laughs> if you're out there listening and interested because um, they keep coming out. Like they've got also like nursing teachers college, that sort of uh-huh. stuff. Um, I, I've asked him many times, like, do you have a doctorate program you, you're going to do? Uh, as of right now, they don't have any plans for that. Because uh, mm-hmm. I would love to go there for a doctorate, you know, cost wise. Yeah. Uh, that'd be so cool, uh, and if they could figure out a competency base where, I'd, like you said, we don't have to write a bunch of papers. Oh my um, gosh, I'm all for <laughs> wouldn't it. Wouldn't that Wouldn't that be so cool? Like you already have you, Katori and I will sign up. If you're from Western Governors and you're listening Please. to this, we will sign up for a PhD right now if yes. you guys develop that type of model where we don't have to do <laughs> papers. So
1: right, figure
0: that out and we will sign up.
1: Absolutely can, absolutely.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, just my experience at a great school. Great. I I love the approach of six months mm-hmm. kind of time block. Uh, Mm -hmm. because it allowed me to actually have a life Um, and I know the undergrad program is probably a little more intensive because you have a lot more search to get but uh, Mm -hmm. for me in the master's it was a great thing I could uh, sometimes I like to be a little lazy uh, and not do stuff and so it gave me that opportunity to to be lazy and still get stuff done at some point
1: Mm -hmm. you're right you're right it's uh it's I'm I'm ready I'm just ready (laughs) I think uh I don't know if you would have to get uh, all certifications. Like, I think if you come in with some certifications, some of them are like waived. It depends yeah. on if you actually want to go for it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to go for everything. I'm, I mean, I'm going for it all, okay?
0: So, <laughs> all right. Overachiever. Overachiever. When you,
1: exactly. When you see my wall, you're going to be like, Katoria, really? I'm saying, like, look, I had to go
0: for it. Absolutely. I no, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. The way they, uh, the way they normally do it is like, let's say I have security plus already. I basically just show proof of that. And then I test mm-hmm. out of that part of my uh, degree. Um, so yeah. it's really cool. Like some people finished, uh, I think I only met one person that finished their undergrad there like in a year and they had some transfer credits and they already mm-hmm. had a bunch of certs. Um, but most people, it's a, at least a couple of years on the undergrad. Yeah. Uh, I met, I met one person that that did like the masters in a semester. Like they, what? I was like, do you have a life? <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, but they, that was their goal. They wanted to get it done. So they didn't have to like pay, you know, extra money. Um, so in that okay. six month block, they like, literally did everything. They already had the the two uh, certs as part of that um, degree program. And okay. and in my experience on that masters, those were the toughest thing. Well, CEH was easy, but mm-hmm. uh, CHFI was the toughest thing in that program for me at that least. Um, but. But yeah, like, like you said, good, great school. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the ones I recommend people to, um, along with, I still recommend people to UMUC or whatever Uh it's called now. It's kind of like the artist formerly known as Prince, um, you know, know, it'll evolve names over the years, but you know, it's all all that we, it's Prince, you know, it's yes. (laughs) Um, anything else you wanted to, to mention? Any other advice you have for people out there? Any, any other things you wanted to share with us? Um, besides NIST stuff. <laughs> yeah. NIST Barbie. Okay. That's what you can call me. So oh, I, you, you can rest assured. I jotted that down. I was like, that's, that's exactly how I'm going to uh, market this podcast. For. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So, so what I, I really like, and I'm going to say a year ago, I wasn't this open with kind of like communicating with a lot of people on LinkedIn. I had a very small circle. I was, you know, very, very kind of just like focused. And I was kind of afraid to talk to a lot of people because I didn't know if it was fake profiles. And I was reading so many bad stories. And I said, is this person real? Are they <laughs> So one thing I kind of want to throw out there, and I'm so glad that it's been so many people reaching out to me, it, it really humbles me. And it really makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside that I have so many people, especially older people, uh, reaching out to me, telling me that, you know, I inspire them or that they've heard good things about me and, you know, just, you know, telling me to keep up the good work. I mean, we're talking about super random people, you know, just like really reaching out to me like Katoria, like, you know, I see you're doing good things, like you're into this, you're into that, like keep it up, you know, the sky is the limit. And that really makes me feel really good. It's very, very empowering. And I try to do the same. So, you know whenever someone reaches out to me i definitely when i have the time because my work hours can be pretty insane sometimes on top of that, you know actually about to start up classes so it's going to be a little tough you know over the next couple of months to to really have a lot of consistent communication but i'm, I'm very you know honest and and right to the point if someone really really absolutely you know wants to reach out you know, just for some advice or just to say, hey, you know, can we grab a coffee? I think your story is really interested or hey, do you think, you know, you could give me some pointers, I'm transitioning out of the military, I actually get a lot of people, you know, reaching out to me about, you know, transitioning out of the military, and I always tell them, you know, at one point, I wanted to join the military, but I could never get down to the weight, because I like pizza, and snacks, (laughs) you know, uh, a little too much, so, you know, we kind of start off there, and kind of engage, and we get to learn a little bit more about each other, so I don't turn anyone away. I don't care if you're a veteran. I don't care if you're older, you're younger. If you don't know what you want to do in life, feel free to reach out to me. It, it doesn't really matter. You know, I'm, I'm very, very open. And if I have the time, you know, I will definitely try to offer up, you know, as much as advice as possible. Try to assist, you know, with your resume, uh, kind of point you in a direction of some good context. I've, I've actually, I've Done that with a few people. I've helped a few people uh, get jobs, and that's that's a that's a bonus for me. You know, forget about the mentoring, forget about the career coaching, forget about you know the resume assistance. If I can help you land a job, then I really feel like I've done my due diligence as a cyber professional, as a uh, diverse, shall I say, uh, cyber professional. Uh, That have really, you know, come out to try to help you. If I can help you land a position, I really feel like I've actually done something. If I can't help you land a position, then it's going to take a little bit more work, but I'm going to keep trying. That really makes me feel kind of complete when I know I helped her or I helped him. Or I'm the reason why you know he got that opportunity. I told the recruiter or the hiring manager, "Hey, give him a chance." That is so fulfilling, uh, more than anything. And and that's kind of like what I really aim to do when people reach out to me. If you really desperately need a job, I'm really gonna go above and beyond to try to help you as best as I can. And I've been very successful, you know, uh, lately in the last couple of months. So you know, shout out to all of my LinkedIn friends, everyone that actually responds to, you know, the post when I share uh, someone's resume or someone's story or whatever the case uh, may be, or Ms. Uh, Renee, Renee Smalls, whenever she, you know, shares something about an up and coming professional or someone's trying to get in the industry. Like really, I'm so thankful that people actually look at those, you know, posts and they reach out to me. A lot of people I've noticed on LinkedIn, they're very private but they're always willing to help. And so when people get on LinkedIn and they kind of bad mouth people and they say, or well, nobody's trying to help me, I personally can't say that because I have a lot of people reaching out to me when I share someone's information. I mean, it is consistent and I appreciate that whether they do it in public or they do it in private, at least I know I've reached someone and they're willing to help. And that's right. all that I try to do. And, you know, if we can do that for one another and you know, just really show people that we care and not brush people off, man. Like I know everyone has a life, you know, totally get that. But, you know, you were once that person that needed help, or you were once that person seeking some type of guidance, just trying to find a way. And if we can help, you know, people that are trying to find the way people that may have lost their step, and they're trying to get back, you know, then uh, we can definitely make cybersecurity like the place to be. I mean, it's already the place to be. But (laughs) You know, so if we can do that and really build each other up, help one another and not just blow people off and just really be, you know, honest, uh, honest, sincere individuals, I think we could really, you know, kind of make this field probably the best field in America. What do you think about that, Kim? I got, it's, like, really it's, intense it's, at the end. It, kinda you, like, did, the Terminator. you did. I
0: was like, man, I'm about to vote for her. Uh,
1: <laughs> I got, like, really <laughs> intense at the end, like, kind of like the Terminator. So I felt that. <laughs>
0: Very, there you go there you
1: go like, yeah, and so, I think, I, yeah.
0: yeah i mean i think you brought up uh you know for the most part this industry if you're if you're kind of if you're listening you're brand new mm-hmm. to this industry you're trying to get into it we help each other that's one of the differences in this industry than many other industries and as katoria cool. mentioned you know, let's, let somebody know like, Hey, I'm looking for work, right? I'm trying to get my first job. Like let one of us, you know, we'll just call ourselves influencers. Let us mm-hmm. influencers know, so we can tag our names. We, you know, put a post on your own profile and mm-hmm. tag one of us on it. And, like, I'm looking for a job because you, you never know who's going to see that. Right. Um, you never know. Like I, I, I get people inboxing me like, hey, you, that one post you did, I was able to. I had a recruiter reach out because you, you know, you tagged your name on it or whatever, and but and I had no idea, right? I, the recruiter didn't like ask me or right. message me or anything. You just never know the, the the impact that like we can have with our networks we've established. So um, definitely, definitely reach out. Definitely, never hesitate to post and tag one of us in there. Yes. Um, and you'll know, for the, you you'll see some people out there as Katori mentioned that'll say, oh, nobody will help me or whatever. Uh, my philosophy is like attracts like. So if you're out there being negative and oh, woe is me, then you're gonna get the people that are just gonna chime in, like, oh, woe is you. But if you actually wanna make a change, you need to stay positive. It's like, you know what? today's my day to get a job, mm-hmm. tag one of us and you, you'd be surprised at how quickly things can happen um, once, once you're tagging and, and kind of networking with the right people. Um, the other thing I want to mention with the LinkedIn community is something you mentioned, Katoria, with people reaching out, people you don't even know, mm-hmm. uh, telling you how you've, you've had an impact on them with a post or something like that. I get that all the time. Right. Um, and I was like you when I started out, I was uh, skeptical of every single profile. <laughs> I don't know who you are. This doesn't even look right. Um, and what <laughs> yeah. I what I started doing is just trusting my gut. Like there's, I, you'd be surprised. There's some like really shady looking profiles out there that yes. are legitimate people that really need your help. That that you know, and there'll be your most passionate fan. There'll be the person you know fighting for you, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then you've got other ones that are all pretty and all the in their fake profiles. Um, so, <laughs> you know, my my philosophy, yeah. if I you know, if I get if I notice something like if it doesn't, if it doesn't feel right, or if I, you know, if I do add you or something, and mm-hmm. I get like a message trying to, you know, you're trying to sell me something shady immediately, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're that Nigerian prince trying to, you know, tell me about my, my, my long lost fortune. Um, <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm just gonna block you at that point. But for the most part, I just, <laughs> uh, you know, for for the most part, if it's not, you know, shady. Are too shady at least. I'll just you mm-hmm. know, I I add most people because I know that a lot of people don't know how to effectively create their LinkedIn profile, um, right. which which could be a whole other podcast I guess. But um, but yeah, so uh, that's my spiel on it. Uh, basically, what I'm trying to say is Katoria is right. Listen to her. So
1: there you go. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, people. We're here to help you. And I, it, it doesn't even matter if we're actually connected because honestly, I comment on you know different posts people that are not my connections, and guess what? They respond to me, and then eventually, either I'll reach out to connect, or they'll reach out to connect. So you kind of have to build relationships in a sense, too. Like, don't be afraid. I'm such an introvert, you wouldn't believe it, Ken, because we're laughing and joking, but I'm a Pisces, and I'm like super like, to myself, I'm like my best friend, kinda, I know that's <laughs> weird, but no, I have like a, a couple best friends, but uh, one male, one female. but. I really, it took a lot out of me to really kind of put myself out there, you know, not be afraid to kind of like get my story out there in front of people. And sure. LinkedIn really made me feel comfortable, shall I say, with, you know, what I actually do on a daily basis. I tried it on Facebook, you know, talking about my work and, you know, things that I was interested in and nobody cared. I got like, likes. <laughs> I'm like, what, what is so I, I'm still on Facebook, but, but not often. Like I'm My page is like, who is this person? It's so dry because I'm never on there. LinkedIn is live. So I, I tell everyone, oh my gosh, I'm kind of feeling like the Terminator kid or something over here. I don't know what's <laughs> going on, but <laughs> I really, really, I, I love LinkedIn. It's it's very fun. Uh, I actually, oh my gosh, Ken, uh, LinkedIn sent me, I don't know if this package got lost in the sauce somewhere, but with my new company, LinkedIn actually sent me a package, uh, basically congratulating me on my new role with the Zermount. So shout out to LinkedIn too for that. I really appreciate that. I uh, I don't think any uh, social media platform has ever sent me a gift for getting another job, but that was awesome. So
0: nice.
1: yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> so LinkedIn, hey, so that's why I tell people, hey, don't be afraid to mingle. Like, just put yourself out there. I know it's, you have to take baby steps in the beginning, but I can assure you it's always going to be someone willing to help you, whether it's someone you know or someone you don't know or someone that you know that knows someone that knows someone that knows someone that probably knew that person that still knows that person might not talk to them, but they still can help you, you know, that person. So it's, it's a lot, it's, it's a lot of different ways that you can use the platform. And so far what I've seen people use it in a very, uh, a positive manner and it's, it's been very, very beneficial to me. So shout out to LinkedIn, shout out to, you know, my LinkedIn followers and those that I follow too. It's really, really, really a, a good platform. Ken, that's where I met you and Ken. So, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so, so I'm just going to say this, this one last thing. So let me tell you how in, in real people uh, terms, how slow I am. So I'm, <laughs> I'm reading my email and I get this email and it's from Cybrary and I get them like every other day. I was like, who is this Ken guy? Why, like, why am I getting these emails? And I, I'm reading them and I said, wait a second, because I have it all filtered out, you know, for the different uh, groups and, and pages and whatnot uh, mm-hmm. that I get, you know, like emails from. And I said, Ken Underhill? I said, is this, this Ken Under?" So for over a year.
0: I tell you what, that guy sounds a little shady. I don't know. uh.
1: (laughs) So for the longest time I was getting emails from you and I, about a month ago, I finally put two and two together. I said, Oh God, I don't know if I should ever tell him that. I didn't know that this was the same Ken telling me to sign up for classes that (laughs) I talk to almost every day on LinkedIn. So it makes me feel good. You're like a celebrity,
0: dude. I I guess yeah. Uh, yeah. Now one thing with that, that's not actually me for anyone listening. It's not really me uh, sending Uh-oh. those those emails. So I I'm breaking breaking everyone's heart, uh, but it's it is my name on them. So okay, <laughs> yeah. So it's not me like endlessly emailing you. Um, I only send malware. I don't send friendly stuff. So uh, so yeah, that's not me. <laughs> it's
1: okay, Ken. It's, it's for all those fans. It's okay, guys. Right.
0: There you go. You'll make it. You'll make it. Uh, Go get a degree at UMUC or WGU and you'll make it.
1: Absolutely. I concur. Absolutely.
0: Well, cool. Um, Listen, I know, I know you, you know, you're, you're coming from a busy day at work, so I'm not going to take up any more of your time. I, just phenomenal information you've provided in this podcast. Hopefully it helps someone. Um, I'm going to link Katoria's LinkedIn profile in the podcast page. So make sure you uh, connect with her on there, or you can just search for her on LinkedIn uh, and you'll find her. She's got a, a relatively unique name um, that, that you probably won't find too many people with it uh, and just look for the one that says cool in parentheses and that'll be her. So, uh, so cool. Yeah. Like, like I said, I just, uh, you know, uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing, you know, sharing your story, sharing the information um, really had a blast on, on this particular episode.
1: Absolutely. Thank you again, Ken, for the opportunity. I sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. We we need more people like you out there, you know, that are willing to sit down and, you know, kind of get the stories, you know, for a lot of cyber professionals. I'm pretty sure you would hear some really wild and crazy ones, but we, <laughs> we'd love to hear those, you know, so I definitely appreciate it. This is a, an opportunity that I'm definitely I'm uh, gonna tell my boss about I'm gonna tell him that I gave him a shout out can what do you think?
0: <laughs> Yes absolutely do that make sure you say we specifically said double your salary.
1: <laughs> I'm definitely gonna say something. He's gonna smile at me and that's it. <laughs> like, for like, yeah. So yeah that's cool though. But like, yeah, I appreciate it, Ken. This was uh definitely uh a, a, a fun one for me. So thank you. Miss Renee, uh she's next. <laughs> I know.
0: <laughs> there you I go
1: He's gonna get me
0: I know. <laughs> cool all right well uh uh we'll uh, we'll go ahead and end the podcast now for everybody, but um yeah, this was uh, definitely a blast. hopefully it's helpful to somebody out there
1: absolutely all right, good night, world. have a good one, Ken.